You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Warning. Thunder Talk contains foul language, adult subject matter, and is intended for mature audiences. Stormtrooper, yeah. Uh, after a hard-fought battle, uh, absolutely. Really, self up some Stormtrooper. No, I'd have no problem eating a Stormtrooper. I mean, it's just like clone meat anyway, right? Yeah, yeah it's it's, <laughs> so, uh, it's it's sustainable. <laughs> yes, it's a completely sustainable uh, protein source. I mean, yeah. it'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so why why are we talking about this today, Mark? Droids and Ewoks. I said I want to do a podcast about at least droids, and Dan is like, "Now nah, we're gonna fucking do <laughs> droids and Ewoks." Can't right. have one without the other. Yeah, <laughs> right, back right. To back, so, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so here we are. Yub nub. Yeah, knit up to chub chub. Yeah, fuck yeah. No regrets. The money consoles me. We finna take over, no more makeup shit. You know my crew been doing it since the 80s, bitch. We run this shit, make them bow down, king and shit. Yeah, you know what I want to know? So I can't remember what were the commercials like for droids and Ewoks. Do you think they injected like Star Wars toys commercials? I mean, as they should have been. Oh, for or, sure. Or was like... You know, the people from Hasbro and all that kind of stuff. Attention, Earth parents. Galactic News Flash. We're watching the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi. They're celebrating because kids everywhere love their Ewok family hut. We can help the chocolate Skywalker. Hurry, Ewoks. Let's take the wagon, Princess Mesa. The Ewoks save the day. Yay! It's a galaxy of fun. The Ewok family hut and other Wicked the Ewok toys, each sold separately. New from Kenner Preschool. Actually, they might not have been yeah, allowed. That's, a, that's against. <laughs> yes, that's against the law. Yeah, check check this out. Check this out. All things being equal, like let's say GI Joe was not allowed to show commercials for G.I. Joe toys while G.I. Joe itself was running. Am I right, Mark? Yeah, and even before or after, there still has to be some type of separation. There's a buffer. There's a buffer between the like, has show to be. and See, I had, I like, never noticed that. I had no idea. I had yeah. no idea. Hey, and you want to thank Reagan for something? He got rid of shit like that. Huh. Well, not not. Well, not oh, did exactly. he not get rid of that one? <laughs> that one stayed? No, he just... <laughs> He just opened the door for a show like G.I. Joe and He-Man to exist. Like, Oh, true. That's that, true. That that was banned like from 1969 when they had uh, the Hot Wheels show. And the FCC ruled that the Hot Wheels show was a half-hour commercial. Right. And so Reagan came in and, you know, said, screw that. <laughs> well, actually, he hired an FCC chairman who said, screw that. He says, the marketplace should be free and the government should not be telling Saturday morning people that they can't make this type of show, but you yeah, still yeah, can't that's show. It. That's it. You, no, 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 no. You were right. You still can't show a He-Man in a He-Man show. Yeah, you couldn't show the commercial. But like, what other nonsense were they selling at that time? Oh, 
I don't know. Shrinky Dinks, Play-Doh. There would have been other toys like Care Bears you could show. Light Bright. Light Bright. Yeah, oh, light, bright. yeah light Bright. S- a Slinky. Like well, Slinkies all over the place. And- yeah, Slinky. Slinky was in its in its death throes, I think, by the 80s. <laughs> slinky, Slinky. Such a wonderful Come on. toy. It goes downstairs. It yes. Fun for a no, girl or a boy. You're, you're messing up the lyrics. <laughs> oh, well, I apologize, I think, Mark. It's- yeah, I think it was. Uh, now watch me mess up the lyrics. I think it was. Slinky, Slinky. It's, it's a wonderful American toy. Slinky, Slinky. is made for a boy or a girl. Or something like that. Girl or a boy. You totally messed oh, them up, boy, Mark. Right. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Beth, Kavika, you want, you want to take a crack at that slinky uh, theme? <laughs> slinky, it's slinky, for fun, it's a wonderful toy. What walks downstairs alone or in pairs and makes a slinkity sound. It's slinky, it's slinky, for fun, it's a wonderful toy. It's fun for a girl and a boy. Joined now by our good friend J.T. Wheatley, captain of the good ship, History of Comic Books podcast. Droids, Ewoks, what are your memories of these two 1985 Lucasfilm properties? Well, of course, being, being a Star Wars kid and just being a kid in general, loving the Saturday morning at the time, like I always, part of me wants to still say that kids are deprived of that great Saturday morning. When you would get up, you'd be so excited to get up on Saturday mornings just to watch those great cartoons. Right, yeah. And Droids and Ewoks was part of that original lineup. I remember being so, by the second episode, I think it was already disappointed in Droids. Dude. Because uh, I can join, tell. Join, join the club. Join the club. Okay, wait, where's Luke Skywalker and Han Solo? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, and yet, yet this this uh, yeah. this this kid that wants to be punk, but you know he's all glam metal, pulls out a lightsaber in the first episode. Yeah, and I got excited for a second when I saw the lightsaber. Oh, a lightsaber! We're going to get a Jedi. Like, no, no. Uh, and they never. He, he's asked, and I I don't remember this because I watched it recently because I tried. For this episode and the best Saturdays episode, volume one of this uh, crossover event, I tried rewatching it. And the impression I gave to all involved is, no, Dan's up on droids and Ewoks. I couldn't fucking watch that shit, dude. Mm. I tried. I got like 10 minutes. Don't tell Mark. I got like 10 minutes into episode one. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather go stare at my navel in the corner. I'd rather stare at my hairy belly button in the corner. Or, or write sentences for my third grade teacher then continue watching this. I do remember as a kid, the explanation this guy gives for having the lightsaber is, yeah, some old man showed up. Some old wizard showed up sometime at one point back in the day, whatever. And he left this here. Like, I was a child. I remember that was the explanation. And uh, yeah. that's and, and, and nothing else. And even as a kid, like, well, you talk about you couldn't watch it now. I couldn't watch it as a kid because I think after the second episode, I stopped. It's like, you know, yes. that, that that's uh, <laughs> well, I, I applaud you for that. I, as a kid, tuned into every episode every morning looking for Star Wars. I, I mentioned this earlier. Oh, that was back when there was nothing. There was no, oh, that, that, that's when the property was in a state of retrograde. Yeah. Of course, people would always remember Star Wars and maybe something would be done of it eventually again. Same way Star Trek came back. But in terms of being this uh, an industry unto itself, that was not at all guaranteed or assured at that time. Taking the pulse of the health of Star Wars, the toys were a, a perfect indicator. By 1985, they'd come out with Power of the Force. Yes. Yeah. Power of the Force series. It came with the coins. They are the Star Wars Collector's Coins. 
Every Star Wars action figure comes with one. Dynamic graphic front, action story back, over 60 different coins in the collection. But the best is each and every Star Wars action figure... And they were mining all three movies. It used to be whatever the last film was is the current line of toys. And by 85, it's like, well, there is no last... I mean, Return of the Jedi, we kind of went apeshit. Uh, I'm still now, as a as a fan, realizing how many goddamn Ewoks they put out. Or the fact that the Return <laughs> of the Jedi line of figures, how many sticks there were. How few guns, how many sticks. Every character had some kind of fucking stick yeah. in their hand. Uh, uh, I had a wicket. I will miss. <laughs> yeah, I remember it broke my heart when I lost his cow. Oh, yeah, that little leather cow that came with mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or rubber, I guess, at the top. But, uh, yeah, 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 it was like a rubber. Yeah, and it just, yeah. the, the Wicket was never the same after that as, yeah, as a figure. Looked, never the same. Yeah, my Ewok village, it, yeah. it just uh, didn't feel complete without without my Wicket and his, his cowl. But Power of the Force 85, uh, it's like called like the final 22 or last 22 or last 17, uh, the, the final figures that they put out in that line, which ironically now go for some of the highest consistent money in the oh, aftermarket, yeah. not because they were popular so much as there were so few produced, because that's how in decline Star Wars was. Kids weren't buying Star Wars figures anymore. It's almost like the, the irony is like it's unpopularity makes it more valuable today because there's not a lot of them around. <laughs> Dude, that exactly. Dude, some of those the consistently expensive aftermarket figures today, after the power of the force, they actually did do one more run, if you will. That's very little known. And there was these two packs. It just said Star Wars. It was I remember it was like maybe a yellow card with Star Wars on it. They may have been some level of consistency, like, hey, it's IG-88 and Snaggletooth or fucking Gonk Droid and uh, Bosk, you know, uh, Gonk Droid wouldn't have been in there. It would have been pretty Return of the Jedi heavy or Power of the Force heavy. There may I, there may have been some, we still have it in storage, like Empire figures in there. But there are these two packs that sold for two bucks. And we're going to KB, they're, they're in a bin at the uh as an end cap to where star wars figures used to be and now it's all gi joe you even me at that point was like you know i already have boss i'm good oh uh uh lobot <laughs> you know like lobot and low gray <laughs> you know two pack yeah i don't need them I'm, I'm good on lobots it was it was dying it was the toys were dying at that point and what else was there well, there was droids and Ewoks. I would, th- I think, I remember enjoying Ewoks more because it felt like there was more of a full world there that they could live off of. Because it was like you realize, oh wait, we're actually seeing what's the what's like to be an Ewok or like the Ewok village and so forth. And I, I was like, well, I'm not looking around. The, I guess in my brain, I understood. That, oh yeah, the Ewoks were being they were on indoor this whole time, being minding their own darn business. Right. So it makes sense that you could have stories just involving the Ewoks and their village life and so forth. Whereas R2 and uh, C-3PO are like, where the heck is everyone else? Where are they? Who? I get ditching uh, C-3PO. He, he whines all the time, but R2 is useful, man. Keep him around. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> you you but, make a great point. You make an excellent point. Endor, we got to see in the uh, second half of the last movie. And you're right. We knew that they were doing their own shit before they tried to eat Luke Skywalker and his friends. Yeah, that's the one thing we missed in the cartoons. Like, you ever see them eat, eat humans? Because they were, they ate those stormtroopers. We know it. 
Yeah. They are no longer savage nobles. They are simply nobles in the cartoons. Wow. The Ewoks are coming. The news is out. Droids are with us. What's up, everybody? From Thunderverse Media, I'm Sexy Thor, and on this episode, we are playing Hot Ones Truth or Dab, the game where you either tell the truth or you burn your ass off. And with me today, my guest is also my co-host, Lightning Lad. Yeah, yeah. So, Adam... Sexy Thor was like, uh, well, you, you're like, you're like the three wise men all rolled up in one sexy man last Christmas. You, you brought me three wonderful, beautiful gifts. First was a bobblehead of my favorite wrestler, Xavier, Xavier Woods, Woods, and his like G4 up, up, down, down. Other video game code name is Austin Creed. Yeah, what's his Christian name, bro? Like, what's on his birth certificate? Austin Watson. That's a shoot name. I'm calling it now. Uh, Xavier Woods. First pro wrestler in space, but he won't be a tourist. He'll actually be like doing some hard science on that shit. Yeah. yeah that's how badass he is. Uh, then uh, you and everybody check out Ring of Thunder on YouTube because Ring of Thunder is like video now. Yeah. Sweet, sweet video. Yeah, sweet video. You can look at, look at his sweet, sweet face on that sweet, sweet video. Uh, and, and it won't be one of these, you know, video podcasts where you just see like Joe Rogan or. Man, fuck I, that guy. I, Alex Jones, double fuck that guy. I like being like, uh, oh just some God. dude yeah. talking. Yeah, yeah. fuck you know, I, I try to, pre- I try to prevent, present like, you know, nice visual things. So you actually yeah. get some bang for your click. Yeah. And aside from those nice visual things, you also had me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on there. Outside of State Farm Arena. <laughs> Outside of State Farm Arena. You and I went to day one, WWE. Yeah. Uh, you got me a ticket for that. Yeah. It's so hard being an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Kylie. Uh, and then gift number three was the home version of Hot Ones Truth or Dab. It's a game show. It's also the uh, Hot Ones Internet YouTube, uh, Sean Evans, all that. And we are playing the home edition. Available at certain big box stores that pay me. Yeah, uh, insert ad here. God, we got to get up on that shit. <laughs> um <laughs> You got life insurance? What if you eat a, a bad chicken wing? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. So yeah, if you're a life insurance company and you would like to sponsor Thunder Talk. If you die unexpectedly and you're at that age where you have children and you need life insurance, then your kids are going to be fucking assholes if you die right now. Okay, look, your kids are like 40, 30, whatever. I mean, you got your spouse to think about. Otherwise, I mean, fucking do what you're going to do. But if you have like young children and you die while they're in elementary school, middle school, even high school, they're going to turn out to be total fucking assholes. Get that insurance. And then what about your spouse? You know, what are you going to do? What, what are they going to do? Are they working? Can they handle it financially? Because otherwise, I mean, imagine your spouse having sex with sexy Thor or lightning lad. Like, dare I say both? <laughs> and we don't care about their gender and how they identify. If they're among the newly bereaved and you've left them without financial peace of mind, <laughs> then, th- then they're probably going to sleep with us. Boys, gals, non-binary pals. No, uh, the Thunderverse identifies as sexually apathetic. <laughs> we're, we were going to make a flag, but, you know, meh. I mean, anything's possible in the Thunderverse. Dude, yeah. I mean, if you're not covered... If you're not covered by life insurance, there's a good chance we're covering your spouse. That's... Dude, that's real. <laughs> that's triple real. It's, it's a, It starts getting pretty weird. So, unless you want to be a ghost, all cucked up, 
in the afterlife? <laughs> Get fucking life insurance. So we'll be expecting that check from all life insurance companies now after that. Hit us up, uh, president of life insurance. Yeah. So many uh, 65-year-old males who smoke will be <laughs> calling you up like as soon as this episode releases. That's our prime demographic, dude. That's our prime <laughs> demographic. Yeah. No, Vietnam vets. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, I get life insurance. Yeah, fucking... Hey, don't be lame. Yeah. This Labor Day weekend, fandom is calling. Let Michael, Mike, Darren, and Jen help you answer the call with the latest news, notes, tips, and tricks on the DragonCon Report. Available as an audio podcast, visit dragonconreport.com and for the first time ever, watch us on video via Facebook Live and YouTube. We want to help you celebrate your fandom in all the best ways. So listen up, and we'll see you at the con. You know, one of the other cool things about this series is that um, it had an hour-long special broadcast that served as the finale. That was droids that had that, right? Because the show didn't continue in the second season. It had like an hour finale. That would have been droids. It was instead of a right. second season, it was, yeah, they, it was called The Heap or The Great Heap. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know that part. That's what threw me off. But, but yeah, um, you're right. It did have something of a finale. Right. That was pretty progressive for uh, kids programming at that time because there were talks of Dungeons and Dragons having a series finale, but then the show didn't get renewed right. for another season. And that idea kind of went away, but I just thought it was really cool you didn't see that until the 80s, that storytellers were being more progressive in terms of, you know what, we're going to end the show because cartoon shows don't end. So it should be just like, you know, the adult medium by having a series have an ending. And right. I'm kind of glad they do that now in, in kids television and kids animation, you know, it's, it's very satisfying. When I was a kid and the show wasn't continued and Josie and the Pussycats are still stuck up in space, it kind of pissed me off a little bit. I'm like, y'all not well, going to. They just like <laughs> cut it. They're just like, eh, you know, drop curtain. What goes on? We don't know. Yeah. What's done is it's <laughs> right. Done. It's like, well, it's like right. the business, the business decision to cancel the show is all that matters. No, right. no. Li well, I mean, think about how much, li how many live action shows were able to uh, have that courtesy. Right. Know? True. You know, did they have like a, a sweeps week for cartoons? I can't really remember. Ooh, sweeps week for cartoons. Oh, no, they don't. That was just a, a primetime thing. Cartoons. No, they didn't count because they only ordered 13 episodes per season. And by December or January of the following year, all the shows were repeating. And in order to have a sweeps, you need premieres. You need people. You know, you want to get your network hyped up so that more people watch your network. And the Saturday morning show didn't have anything to show, so they were not included. Now, if someone had been progressive back in those days, like myself running Saturday morning, I would have said, hey, let's hold some episodes back or let's make some new episodes just for sweeps. And we, too, can get that advertising revenue and take some of that money and put it towards making better cartoons. But nobody thought about that back in the day. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody so, thought about it now. <laughs> right. The sweeps week for cartoons. Yeah. I, I, well, yeah. I, I feel like cartoons are more serious business now. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, animation in general is is treated like much more serious and thought given to it, like higher caliber, you know, anim- oh, I'm not going to yeah. say like the animators were less, less talented at that time. They just like, they'll throw more, more of them at a product or an IP now. They'll be like, okay. Yeah. You, you know, they, they weren't yeah. ready to use like 20 stills in in the course of an episode, you know, like they used to do, exactly. you know, that yeah. they will, <laughs> that will happen kind of thing. So they'll, yeah. they'll throw more talents at it, you know, just throw bodies and, and man hours. And, and, technolo- and technology too. Technology has helped uh, a whole lot with cartoons because back in the day, if you had to correct more than six mistakes in your cartoon, after the sixth mistake, it, bu- it went into your production, started eating at your money. Now, you can have 200 retakes, and it will not affect production. And I kind of feel like, because these cartoons still have to be made quickly, animators don't sweat making a mistake because it's not going to cost the company any money, and it could be easily repaired with the technology. We we, we caught one on droids. Yeah, I'm sure. We we were... um... We mm-hmm. were watching, like, they were getting sold or something, like, to their new set of masters. And what we saw was the background, and actually, I didn't notice it. Beth noticed it. Mm-hmm. And, and what it was was, it, you know, the whole background was daytime. And then all of a sudden, this one cut of it was the background was nighttime and there were stars out. And then it goes right. immediately to the next scene, you know, the, the same scene. The next uh, cut. The next cut. And it's like outside background. daytime, outside, you know, outside daytime. So, yeah, wow. you, we still we were like, oh, man, that was they missed that. Or, you know, did they right. not miss yeah. it? And they just knew like, oh, it's, nobody will notice. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. I saw one uh, with the character Jessica Mead. She gets out of the ship and she has, you know, white background in her eyes and then her pupils. And the white background turns into her skin color and then turns back to white. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I turned around and said, did you see that? Yeah. (laughs) Right, right. But but. I will tell you, though, that Star Wars cartoon and Ewoks cartoon, they're both animated a little bit better than a lot of stuff on Saturday morning. And so they gave George Lucas all these production companies top dollar. I mean, there's a range back in the day, you know, like how much an episode is going to cost. And I'm sure George Lucas is like, this is Star Wars. This shit got to look halfway decent animated. You know what I mean? It can't be like, you know, some of these other companies out here. So I can tell, even though these cartoons seem to have a bigger budget, mistakes are going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a- absolutely. So. I stopped it on a part of Ewoks. And you you know how, like, animators would try to throw in, like, little things, you know? see, it's, it's like an inside joke, like, oh, look, that looks like boobs. Or that looks like mm-hmm. a penis or something like that. And I swear... In one of the episodes, Ewoks, and in the episode where, like, the dreidel, the, you know, the power dreidel that does the thing, if you look at right in front of the chief, they have, like, their little Ewok symbols, and their Ewok symbol was boobs. Like, it looked like boobs. (laughs) And then the way they animated the the character, their hands, right? So if you look at the animation, so the, they all have, like, three fingers which is super common in animation but 
Like, he, he holds up his middle finger, and he has these two other fingers, you know, like he's making a point. He's holding it up, but then it looks like a fucking dick. You know, like, it was, it was crazy. Right. I was like, is that a, is that a penis? That kind of looks like, you know, and so, and then we had to stop, and I'm like, yeah, hey, babe, do you remember that thing whenever the Little Mermaid and the artistry on the cover of the yes. video cassette? Oh, yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, I know. Dick Palace. Dick Palace. Yeah. And so I'm like, Mm -mm. I mean, I, I, you know, so I obviously I'm like thinking like, I wonder if there's other inside jokes or I'm probably making a mountain out of a molehill right here. And I'm a hundred percent positive. No, Animators (laughs) like to do that. They like to sneak in stuff. And you know, it happens all the time. Like there's a, a Chan clan episode where they go into this house snooping around and there's a picture of Mickey Mouse. That's just sitting there on the wall. And they put a little bit of a black paint, no, brown paint on Mickey's ear so it doesn't look exactly like Mickey Mouse, but it's definitely him, you know? And <laughs> I don't think maybe somebody at the network caught it. Maybe they didn't, but they said, screw it. We're on a schedule. We don't got time to fix this, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of funny when animators do stuff like that. There is a famous cable show that I cannot mention for certain reasons. And in one of the episodes, the characters looked like Keebler elves and they were fighting against another group who I think they were dwarfs. And the dwarfs were all muscular and looked like bears that you would see at a club. And they had very pointy nipples (laughs) that looked like something else. Yeah. And... When I approached the showrunner about it, he just started laughing. And then I realized that the showrunner <laughs> and SMP, they were buddy buddies also. And he thought it was kind of funny. So something just happened to slip through. But <laughs> I won't mention what show that is until after <laughs> June of this year. <laughs> For certain reasons. <laughs> That's real. That's real. Warning. Disgusting chicken chewing A-S-M-R ahead. Listen at your own risk. All right, so. For real. This shit might make you barf. Uh, The way this is going to work is... uh... I'm a robot. And I vomited ones and zeros all over my electric pants. Sexy's going to ask me a question. I'm going to ask Sexy a question. And we're going to be doing the uh, truth or dare, truth or dab rules. Either you answer the question honestly. And, I mean, this guy, you know, we can look at each other's eyes and know when they're lying. Yeah. I I hope you can tell when I'm lying. Because that's kind of why I keep you around. (laughs) Like all the Thunder Thunder Talk co-hosts. It's not like I like you. I like you. Don't tell the other hosts that I'm a little iffy on them. But y'all keep me honest. And then you. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, you don't know how to lie. No, no. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you think we're pretty honest just when we're on the mic, move. Just wait until we're on a, a hot sauce of 2 million Scoville. Dude, the last dab, 2 million Scoville is right here. The bottle is in my hand. I mean, I say we do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the name of the Sean Evans, the Chili Klaus, and the Smokin' Ed, let there be dab. Let's fucking do this. All right, so we have uh, the chicken is provided by Spinks Gas Station Chicken. Making life easier. Uh, I don't know what else to compare it to. Like, I never stood in a fucking Soviet bread line. 
All I've ever known is like gas stations being convenient. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they have chickens, so it's double convenient. So yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, as much as I'm like hardcore QT for life, they don't sell fried chicken yet. No, no, they got roller snacks, and they have uh, like a whole. Uh, neither of these motherfuckers are paying us, dude. And I'm yeah. not gonna lie, uh, that Sphinx chicken just kind of—it was moist, but it. Uh, I mean, my mouth is an ashtray at this point, so <laughs> I don't know whose fault it is. But we're gonna slap some motherfucking last dab on this, uh, or you're gonna get uh, some honesty from us. I have to put it in the show. I can't edit it out. Like if I choose to answer a question honestly. That has to stay in the show. Like, there are consequences. That's why you take the dab instead. I mean, as long as it doesn't get you arrested. Uh, yeah. No, that's uh, that's a good rule of thumb. Good yeah. rule of thumb right there. Yeah, that guy's... Uh, yeah. If it doesn't get you arrested or possibly ruin any important relationships, fuck yeah. it. Yeah, fuck it. Who, you uh, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll be the, the Sean Evans. Yeah, yeah. I want you to be, I'm going to say Sean Evans... Uh, by the 2060s, he'll be known as the 21st century Barbara Walters. I'm calling it. Calling it. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. Uh, good, good interviewer. Good journalist. Yeah. All right, man. Like, eventually, the, the whole idea of 60 minutes will just, like, pass on, and in place, we're going to have hot ones on CBS. And Andy Rooney's cyborg will still, like, chime in at the end. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Me. Pop quiz. All right. Number one. What is the scientific term for when you sweat on your forehead from too much hot sauce? A. Gustatory perspiration. B. Accruing perspiration. C. Apocrine perspiration. C. Apocrine perspiration. Oh, shit. Nope. It's the first one? It's A, isn't it? Gustatory perspiration. Oh, Christ. Like, that's what my gut told me. My brain did different, which uh, gets me into most of my trouble. Or is it my heart that gets me into... I'm a bastard. Whatever. I gotta fucking eat this shit now. <laughs> God damn. All right. There's two plus million Scovilles right here. It, it recommends 1.5 milliliters. Yeah. And they have these perfectly measured out spoons. Should I use that or should we just... Uh... Shit. And the safe bet would be uh, the spoons, but are you feeling risky? No. Or the spoons. Oh, fuck, where are the spoons? <laughs> so if you get the so if you get the at-home version of Hot Ones, they give you these little spoons pre-measured out. That seems like a lot, dude. I'm looking at the spoon right now, and that seems like a lot to put on a spoon. Yeah, like that just seems like a that seems like a bigger dab than they do on the show. Even though we have to remember on the show that wing has already been cooked in the last dab. Eventually, we're going to have to eat the last dab wing as it's cooked. All right, everybody. I'm going to put a dab on this. There's this big old like piece of hanging like chicken skin like right there. Oh, shit. This stuff is more viscous than I anticipated. Oh, fuck. That's like two dabs. All right. Well, ain't no bitch in my blood. All right, everybody. Here we go. God damn it. I warned you fucking meatbags not to listen. Now you've got this asshole gnashing on hot dead bird flesh in your ear. I mean, I got two, I'm not going to say like heroic sized little dabs on that piece of chicken. Well, they were still solid drops, right? Yeah. Um, it has a good flavor. 
it's coming on really slow. Like it's almost like you know, there's like that pre-hot yeah. before the hot hits you. It's still on that on that level. It's not a. I fuck with that Megadeth sauce pretty regularly. Yeah, and that's uh, over half a million Scovilles. I'm heartily moving the tongue all around my mouth. It's a whole mouth heat from lips all the way to like you know the oral cavity <laughs> <laughs> to the back of my tongue. Um, I'm okay. Should I try more? No, nah, we'll, I feel like we'll it should have, hurt. We'll have plenty of opportunities. I feel like it should hurt. I'm like I'm okay. It's most effective like after you've had like nine wings of increasing Scoville and you're already like kind of in a weakened state or yeah, I don't know. There was that one guy like season two, maybe on hot ones. He's a famous chef and he went all the way for 10. Like first question, he ate the 10th wing first. Oh yeah. And he had to tap out. He was ended up in the bathroom wanting to die. Shit. Yeah. I'm not really, uh, I wonder if I did it wrong. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> if I needed to put more. It seemed like, I mean, it Pretty recommends having naked chicken and yeah. dabbing that on. So, All right, man. Well, hey. Yeah, there's plenty of other opportunities. Plenty of other opportunities sure. to hurt myself. The, the toys were a good barometer for the health of Star Wars. And aside from those two packs with the true, the true vintage line of Star Wars toys, you had the Ewok and droids toys, especially the droids, action figures. They didn't look like Star Wars. Very different molds. Uh, the Ewoks toys, like the Dulocs, which were like these mud people who were the constant like thorn in the Ewok side. None, no, none of the characters looked like you know what I'm talking about, dude. The oh, vintage, yeah. you know, the seventy-seven, eighty-five action figures, standardized uh, three and three quarter in the action figure industry, standard that lasted for well over ten years. And was that because there was like a plastic shortage? So they had to shrink the size of the action figures? That's what they've said. That's what I've heard. Kenner. Kind of wasn't shit. Uh, oh, they were, they oh, were that, doing okay, but they weren't, they were no Hasbro. Oh, that, that classic, uh, they they get the license that everyone supposedly won, but everyone turned down initially. Oh, yeah. No, everybody lost, everybody left money on the table when it came to that Star War. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that, I remember that story when the Playmate landed the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at a time when no one knew what they were going to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I remember because I did the when I did my Ninja Turtles episodes, I got into where uh, they were shopping around. They went to Playmate, who wasn't even a toy; they were more of a game company. Yeah, yeah, right. And they FedExed the my model, and the guy he calls up. Do you get it? Yeah, it's great. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but then. Uh, few billion dollars later and everyone's like dang it <laughs> with the star wars droids the race is on r2d2 and c3po get dolls robin ready set and gone dolls a sure winner but villain size and teeth Rome want to stop him from the side gunner teague attacks the race is for his life but here comes george dusat in his a-wing he fires hits his mark and sends teague sailing who says good guys finish last share the adventure with these figures and vehicles what were we talking about i mean i know droids and ewoks <laughs> well we got subject. to the how the faithful will is on they they ripped that out of the star wars christmas special they did they did likely yeah. uh i think it's because for the book of boba fett oh shit it's all about that boba fett they wanted to at least get that because you know that's that shows out so he's like hey <laughs> as you're scrolling and you see where it says star wars vintage like you said earlier yep. which incidentally they pulled they like the font and everything at least the vibe they pulled from the vintage collection of action figures Started oh. up in 2010, arguably, just to show just how meta the tie-ins get with all of that. Nice touch. Ewoks was purely for marketing. 
you go on eBay and type in Ewok Village, and several of the uh, auctions that come up are going to be for something for for a Fisher Price dome with little Fisher Price figures. Just to uh, I, I talk because I talk about fucking toys, dude. Anyway, um, there's a, there's literally no Star Wars at that time. Oh well, they were like, it. They, all you had was like yeah, no yeah, action they were action it. figure wise, they were yeah. out on their way out two packs. And the only thing in the aisle now were droids and Ewoks action figures that took up that same spot. They were of the characters of those shows. Uh, Boba Fett. They actually repacked Boba Fett because Boba Fett showed up in one of the uh, droids episodes, uh, which is actually a highly sought after action on a droids card. And they released the Uh. A-Wing. The A-Wing was one of the 1985 releases. 80, late 84, 85 releases for the Return of the Jedi line, uh, or maybe it came out as Power of the Force, but then it was mainly packaged, which that's a rare one. That's several hundred dollars if you have it in the box. The less rare one, but still rare, was the A-Wing packaged in droids, because you see an A-Wing flying around in the credits, fucking around. That's, is that an Empire or in the, the Return of the Jedi? That's in the credits to the TV show Droids, the opening oh, okay. credits. Shoot. Yeah, there's very few B-Wing, A-Wing going on in the show droids but they are prominently in the show's intro so i don't think there was there was never a droids package b-wing that was always on the return of the return of jedi box but the a-wing was a repack in a boba fett <laughs> i always loved that that's like the classic uh people's complaints about the cartoons at the time is they always seem like they blew their budget on an intro that would never have any half the things that were acting in the yeah, actual show exactly and the animation was always better too oh well that's that was your money shot right there yeah Oh yeah, they totally yeah. Granted, now, now mind you, they use that intro every episode, yeah. so you get why they can throw a lot of their money in that. So you can spread yeah, exactly. it over. Exactly. Yeah, that's where a lot of studios would do like their like filmation yeah. like, would do some rotoscoping. They would up the frame rate on that intro. Yeah, yeah. And the droids definitely, definitely does that. Have you ever seen the Japanese intro to the X Men cartoon from the nineteen nineties? They when they Holy sent shit, it over to no. Japan and uh, I think they dubbed it or subtitled it. Apparently, the 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 syndicator in Japan goes. Nah, we need to boost up this intro even better. So they did a man- they did almost manga intro to X-Men, the cartoon. Oh, serious? Yeah. And you oh, see shit. it and you go like, can we get the whole show looking this guy? <laughs> <laughs> what will you do when your child asks? What were Saturday morning cartoons? What were Saturday morning cartoons? What's wrong with you? Or will you handle it the right way? Sit down, baby girl. Let me introduce you to my friend, Mark McRae. Join Dan Clink and I on the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast as we take a unique behind-the-scenes look at the history and dynamics of animation with plenty of laughs along the way. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast is a proud member of the ESO Network. Kavik, you mentioned Flash Gordon and Paul Denny. He also did an earlier Batman show for Filmation called The New Adventures of Batman. And it featured a really cool rotoscope Batman, you know, flipping around and doing shit. And the animation was pretty decent. But supposedly his parents knew someone at Filmation. And that's the start of his TV career. But uh, he also invented uh, Harley Quinn for Batman Animated Series, which I just think that's just so amazing. You know, that's a character that gets created for television, becomes part of the comic book continuity and a huge part of the comic book continuity. All right. I've gone off topic. Sorry, folks. (laughs) 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 But we were talking about I I was going to bring up a point about what you said about Paul 
Denny Kavika, but now I can't remember, so we can move on. Oh no, he I, I just I, I like him as a writer. I think he he mm-hmm. he, he does a great job. Uh, not that I didn't like uh, Peter Sonder and Inspector Gadget and Care Bears. Don't get me wrong, I love those two things. Right, right. But I, I enjoy Paul's writing more. Um, one thing, like we were saying, the comparisons between uh, Smurfs and Ewoks, they both also had uh, patriarchal leaders, right? They got the chief, yes, or Papa yes. Smurf, oh. right? And then Papa you Smurf, have everybody yes. else like doing what the patriarch says. And so there's right. another like, hey, that's almost the same thing. Here's our cute mares. They're kind of mm-hmm. they live mm-hmm. here. Here they are. They're living in the in the forest. It, j- just you know, they're they're uh, going up against. They had like a magical villain that was almost like Gargamel, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So what was the deal between those two? Because in the episode I watched, it seems like maybe a long time ago, the leader and the evil villain lady might have been buddies. Maybe they went to the same magic school. Who knows? (laughs) But did they ever, like, reveal what the beef was between them? I don't. Not really. I don't know. I, I I don't I don't recall like uh, any specifics. They they were just uh, there. There was some type of animosity, and and I'm sure you know, just like any children's show, the animosity was like, oh man, you didn't show up to my birthday party, or so, you know, or something. <laughs> I am so angry at you. because <laughs> so, <laughs> even like you know the those terrible dudes. So they one episode. They're running around turning the forest all, you know, like um, the Ewoks are turning their trees invisible. And then the evil, yeah, yeah, the evil guys, (laughs) they they happen upon this bar of soap that turns things invisible and they go, hey, we can go prank the Ewoks. Not like, hey, let's go do some really dastardly deeds and like burn down their village (laughs) or something. They were like, hey, you know, let's like, you know tip over their mop bucket or you know something like that let's place let's go play some pranks on them so it, it was you know it was kind of funny yeah let's push over right. the shelf full of clay bowls <laughs> yeah. okay that'll teach them you know like because they yeah. were like and then they pretended to be like the, the you know the spirits of the forest like Ooh, you oh, should I leave. Know. <laughs> so bad yeah. But when I was watching the episode with them using the soap, I'm like, what, really, guys? You're going to prank the Ewoks? As thick <laughs> as you are, you should, like, continue using that soap, you know? Instead of thinking, now that we're a little bit clean, hey, I got an idea. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, well, I guess if they didn't do that, there would not be a show. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Even, like, when... Bad things were happening. Nothing really bad was happening the entire time. I know. And I know. I guess in droids, though, they were like, oh, we're going to take them out, you know, which, you know, yeah. coded language for like, we're going to kill them or something. Right. You know, <laughs> especially like where they're on the run from like this dude who's, at, you know, uh, he's one of the gang leaders, uh, you know. And he, he mentions Jabba the Hutt. You know, oh, we got, you know, we can't let them discover our base or the huts and the other people will come and destroy us. Not getting along with some of the other gang leaders. Jabba the Hutt has a reward out for you. Oh, you, you can't tell him I'm here. 
Have no fear, Sai Strom. I owe you a favor. I shall do as you ask. No one escapes me. Just remember. Boba Fett. After this, we are settled, Sai Strom. After this, I owe you nothing. Yeah, I guess it wasn't like back in the 60s when, you know, a villain would threaten a superhero. It really meant murder. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, they had the tone in comic books. Down. Yeah, and com- like Batman. Like, I remember like when Batman just freaking had a gun, right? And he just used Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he's shooting back the bad guys. I was like, hey, you know, I think, like, I think Batman should carry a gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Blunder. More meddling has cost me my droid, my speeder, and almost my neck dig from. It, it was all his idea to try and go. Let's go. I'm turning you over to Jabba the Hunt for the reward. Yeah, I didn't even get into the fact that so many words. There there were a lot of there's some language and concepts that was that were pulled from at least the droids cartoon into uh some newer star wars uh like oh, that's cool it's the boonta cool. space race well like boonta eve is the podcast race in phantom menace uh god that's that's almost deep it's embarrassing <laughs> there's uh dude kaibo ren is the name of one of the villains he's like this fat space pirate joke of a cartoony character but his name is Kaibo Space Ren. Kaibo Ren. That wasn't an accident. There's some other things that are in terms of words and sounds, Star Wars sounds. They that got. Show up. They did really good job with inputting the actual Star Wars sounds to to vehicles, to certain like actions. You know, like R2 sounded like R2, right? He, that, totally. Yeah, you totally. know, like anytime like they had those little clips of like a door shutting like or, or like or, or certain star things. Wars sound. they were star wars sounds they were immediately recognizable and you were like i know what that sound is okay this is star wars right whereas so, like they had all of ben burt's sandbox to play with audio wise like first episode right in the beginning you see these three a-wings patrolling over whatever planet we're going to be messing around on today those a-wings make tie fighter sounds as they go by yeah, okay. <laughs> Look, you're you're hundred percent right, Kavika. Yeah, also no, those A Wings made TIE Fighter sounds. Yeah, but you recognize the sounds. Like they, they might have put True. <laughs> I recognize yeah. that these A Wings are emitting TIE Fighter sounds. Maybe yes. the animators or the sound editor didn't re- you know, understand which sound like, oh, I'm not truly a fan, you know. I don't recognize like this ship makes this sound <laughs> and that ship makes that sound. I mean A Wing makes more of like a zzz. <laughs> But they did. They they inputted those sounds. They, they inputted those, those same sounds. They did have like some of like the animation did replicate the modeling that was represented in the movies, right? Whenever they put up that the, the one bad guys in like the first master set, put up the uh the death satellite that was like harkened to a mini death star, you know, like right. it looked Star Wars, like, and they were shooting laser beams, you know, and things. It, it didn't hit anything, but you know, and every time a laser beam, you're like, oh, that laser beam sound, I've heard it. You know, well, I mean, you're, you're jumping onto the into the broader aesthetic of the show, and I'm I'm gonna say more often than not, way more often than not, yeah, I'm with you on that. 
a lot of stuff looked more or less Star Wars. I think some of the interiors looked not so Star Wars. I think a lot of the exteriors and vehicles did look pretty Star Wars. God, that's such a pedantic, that's such a nerd fucking answer <laughs> on my part. God damn. <laughs> such nitpicking. Ugh. My apologies. Thunder Talk exclusive. <laughs> so I guess what Dan doesn't understand is that the only reason we come on his podcast is so he says nice things and then we could take those out of context and use those for branding. Oh, yeah, blurbs. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all are listening, huh? Um, hi. Um, we're, we're anti-typical. Uh, I, I'm John and this is. I- I'm Jay, and, and and Dan asked us to to jump on on the podcast and and and, and talk about talk about uh, talk about our, our our live show we just did and and, and introduce a song. So so we uh, we had a, a live show at uh, at Inkwood Art Art Gallery in in Greenville, and and Dan came out and he was pleasant pleasant time with Dan. Uh, Thanks for coming out, Dan. Um, nice outfit, by the way. <laughs> way to represent the older generation. We we, we greatly appreciate it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, it was a you know DIY space, DIY show. Uh, just just a really great little venue. Uh, you know, it's an art gallery, um, but yeah, you know, it's 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 also a great little kind of punk feel to it, and we had. You know, a, a DJ opened up for us, and then we did our thing, and had had a you know local punk band, the Planks, who are amazing, and uh, closed it out with a college rock band. And you know, it was our first show um, as a band. And do we want to say anything else about it? <laughs> I mean, it it was a it was a good crowd. It was a much bigger crowd than what one could hope for for their their first show with a project Mm -hmm. um it it had you know a little festival feel being that each act was different than the rest but uh the way that it was laid out everybody kind of segued into the next act in some sort of way quite nicely and there was some food there some really good food there and uh the art's really cool they had some a uh, little bit of clothing up there to check out and um mm-hmm. and I, i'm i'm definitely gonna go back to the place and uh I- independent of our next show yeah we, we, we're, not, we're not announcing the date yet but yes we are definitely going back over there oh. uh in in the, in the near future um but um yeah um uh, in was it february when we released yeah we uh released uh our our first ep um unmasked in february and february 22nd uh, and then the show was march 11th (laughs) and uh and and part of that was um you know unmasked as far as neurodiversity or neurodivergence um not um unmasking as in um uh, pandemic um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't want don't want anyone to think that we're uh yeah on that side of the aisle um but basically uh masking is uh the the 
the persona or the, the self that we create um, to try to fit in with um, neurotypical people or just basically the world in general. And we wanted to, uh, you know, get out, get out there and, uh, and, and display our neurodivergence and um, kind of, you know, put it out there. And we wanted to share a song with you guys off of that EP. Um, and it's called No Shame. Uh, and we both kind of did our thing on it. Uh, yeah. The, um, what you gave me uh, inspired what I added to it uh, <laughs> lyrically. And um, without even really uh, sitting down and talking about it, we wound up being like on the same page and it created right, right. a, uh, a song that has a, uh, a, a very a very uh wide perspective uh for for lack of perhaps a better way to put it but mm-hmm. uh you know uh you were writing for your from your standpoint i was writing from my standpoint but it all kind of falls under the same sort of theme of uh what did you call it uh, self-actualization yeah self-actualization uh, yeah just kind of standing yeah. up at you know realizing who you are standing up as yourself and standing up for yourself and and that's just something we wanted to put out into the world and what we're going to continue to put out into the world uh you know with our next ep as well so yeah and um for a sort of shoegazy kind of band we're we actually have some really positive messages (laughs) yeah yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta dig through some negative shit to get there but But that's life and well, and that's you know part of the art form. <laughs> it, it would in school when we went over the 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 concept of pessimism versus optimism. I I came to the realization that in the short term I'm very pessimistic, but in the long term I'm very optimistic. I feel that, and I, <laughs> and I think that's what we conveyed here. Uh, so this is uh, <laughs> this is no shame off of our debut EP. Um, unmasked and uh, we hope you enjoy it
Did you ever wonder why there are 24-hour kid networks? In my book, The Best Saturdays of Our Lives, I write about how Saturday morning became a competitive business and the proving ground for what would become the 24-hour kid network. My book covers the Big Bang of the 1960s explosion of high ratings to the early digital age of Saturday morning's last hurrah, the 1990s. You can purchase my book by going to thebestsaturdaysofourlives.com and I will ship you a signed copy. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. You'll behold in breathless wonder, the God of wonder, mighty Lord. Alright, motherfucker, here's my WTLK hashtag possible post-credit sound clip question mark question mark exclamation point question mark ampersand well holy bananas thunderverse the first wtlk of 2022 and we're nearing the end of march where does the time go well of course life happens you know while i was fucking off from ring of thunder giving some nice spooky top fives um throwing a lot of the budget at promoting the return of ring of thunder doing the ring of thunder on my birthday and uh not really posting much ever since yeah it's been a month of shit i don't know what's been out well the batman came out that was actually much much better than i thought it would be and i thought it would be pretty cool i got a nice little darkness a la nolan trilogy with a little mix of a serial killer mystery with a whole detective thing and on the marvel front it's been quiet as opposed to last year where they just hit the ground running with wandavision in january but that's soon to change because as of this recording moon knight comes out in six days and then finally we get Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And then a month after that, the Miss Marvel series, which will continue to help set up the Marvels, which I think comes out like next February, I think. And of course, you know, it seemed like we were going to get a nice little bounce between of, you know, Marvel one month, DC the next month, Marvel one month, DC the next month. Until DC just went up around and switched everything up on us. And, you know, were this still a headline show, I'd just be reading them off to you, but I know you can internet it. So, of course, we get Black Adam later, which is a bummer. And I think Aquaman later, which is also a bummer. But, I mean, we get Shazam Fury of the Gods earlier. So, I mean, if that's something you're down for. And uh, DC's League of Super Pets, which still has Dwayne Johnson voiced as Crypto and Keanu Reeves as Batman, so why wouldn't you want to go see this? That's coming out July instead of May, so at least it's a summer release. And at least I don't have to deal with summer releases as a job anymore. <clears throat> oh, and of course, you can also sprinkle in some... Morbius, which comes out a couple days after Moon Knight or the next night if you're going to see like a Thursday night show 
which I myself am want to do, and some Obi-Wan Kenobi series, limited series, on May 25th. And considering we are now on the verge of uh, WrestleMania and AEW's Double or Nothing in May, with WrestleMania being in early April, it's a good time to get crazy. Oh, and as I'm recording this today, the first episode of the new Halo series was out, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people will hate it, but I myself enjoyed it, even with the like little differences and creative control things and everything you know still a very entertaining show it's probably going to be a while until we get to the halo part where they go to the halo because this is set like even before the fall of reach and shoot they might end the series like right before chief goes to that halo in halo one or maybe they don't i honestly have no idea i'm just flipping around here I don't know but it's a good show lots of good shows coming and movies some good movies already out I don't know have I oh no I was trying to think because it's like is the Batman the first movie I've seen in 2022 but no it's not because I've seen Scream the Scream 5 which is just called Scream like Scream 2022 question mark and that was good too. So that's pretty much uh, all there is in spring. Oh, and we are on the verge of SC Comic Con, which is like the start of our road to Dragon Con. Like I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, because, you know, in ye old WWE land, if you don't know, Royal Rumble happens every January. That begins the road to WrestleMania because the winner of those matches challenges for the championship in the main event of WrestleMania. Sometimes it's actually the main event, but they'll always tell you it's the main event, even when it's not sometimes. And then they have like, ideally just have one pay-per-view between Rumble and WrestleMania. That's usually in Thunderverse terms, July, yeah, July, which is our anniversary, and it's all woo for that. And then, of course, late August, early September is Dragon Con, which is our WrestleMania. So we are now on the verge of the Royal Rumble of our Dragon Con season which is SC Comic-Con, which of course also has a shitload of wrestlers as guests, so I'm down. And it's all going to be lots of fun and crazy times. And I guess this episode that we're putting out here is, I guess, our day one, which is that premium live event that Dan and I went to in Atlanta at the beginning of the year, which was the last premium live event before the Royal Rumble. So yeah, lots of awesome and exciting times in the Thunderverse, so get ready for another wild-ass year, and get ready to continue to drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud. Make them so proud, even four years in. 
Welcome to the most electrifying wrestling podcast in the Thunderverse. From the power of the people's host, Sexy Thor, critics say, it doesn't matter what the critics say. You already know you're in for a hammer-swinging, burrito-eating, mic-blazing, hair-raising time with this weekly wrestling adventure, WWE, AEW, Impact, and whatever else I can possibly fit. If you hear what the Thunder is talking. We're having dog drama over yeah, here. Right right now, the oh. uh, Thunder Dogs are trying to turn this office into a Thunder Dome. They're losing their patience quickly. So, oh, well, I mean, there's still so much to talk about. Like, remember the Emperor showed up on Ewoks? How rad that was. That. Oh, I didn't see I, that I, episode. See, for two years, for two years, getting back to uh, something I was going at in the beginning, it didn't feel like Star Wars. They they promised Star Wars. They did not deliver. Uh, in the toy aisle, everything looked like it was a different brand of a different line of toys. Didn't look like Star Wars. Boba Fett shows up once in droids, canceled after one season. These are the episodes, they were near the end of the second season, where the Empire shows up on Endor. And you know what they're doing, they're building the shield generator, they're building the second Death Star. So you're like, oh my god, finally Star Wars is happening in this Star Wars cartoon. Finally some Star Wars. And yeah, there's an evil scientist, I don't remember it too well. I just know that uh, the Ewoks end up flying an Imperial shuttle up to the Star Destroyer. So we get some like Star Destroyer hijinks, which is fun. And then I remember this bad guy, the Emperor's shuttle shows up and they don't show the Emperor, but this bad guy is like, hey, man, the Emperor wants to see you. I hope he had a big breakfast because this is going to this is going to take a while. And they drag this guy up the ramp on this Imperial shuttle. And then you see... Like evil old man lightning hands. Like you see the lightning. You did like this. Return of the Jedi lightning. Oh, wow. Like happening up, up up in this Imperial shuttle. Right, right, right. But they're not showing the guy getting jacked, though. They're but not showing the guy getting jacked. That's happening. No, yeah. Being that the only reason you're tuning into this show, even if you're six years old, is because you want some of that sweet fucking Star War. Yeah. And finally, at the end, they give us a little a little taste and then, uh, then the show goes off the air. Well, I feel like oh that well. the main taste in, in the show, like if you look at droids, it's it's all in like ships and things like that. Yes, you, ships and R two. I man, C three PO was just so so. He just badly, pissed you off, huh? He he's just, just so badly off. written. I mean, he was well voice acted, <laughs> but he was really badly written. And I, the e- Ewoks. You know, it what we're like. Where where's the Star Wars? I got. I have. I have the gummy bears. Is what I have. This is this yeah. this is the gummy bears Smurfs hodgepodge. Yeah, right? I got, you know, I got like, Care Bears to watch, guys. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, where, where's yeah. where's my blasters? <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed that droids droids lean so hard into the like having a master thing. I think I would have liked it better if it would have just been like them kind of going on little adventures from place to place 
and not necessarily needing a master. But the whole time it was all like, where's our master? You're our master now. We require a trope. We need yeah. the trope. Yeah. <laughs> we, we require a trope. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is what we know later, right, as the world has been canonized, is C-3PO was made by Anakin. Uh, right? Just, <laughs> oh, don't, don't you dare. Okay. But what I'm saying is they they have canonized, they have canonized it. That is why in the New Hope they're looking for their what, you mean ma- droids has been canonized? No. No, no. Okay. I, I, okay. <laughs> the prequels have been canonized. Well, they've always been canon. And it's just like he he's working, he's He's making C-3PO, right? He's making yeah. a protocol droid yeah. for, you know, in in the, the garage, Moss Eisley, you know. <laughs> so so that's why, like, uh, you, you get it. You go, okay, that's how they got, like, master, master. Okay, he's later on, he's, you know, they're, they're looking for their master from years ago kind of thing. So it was just, it's a weird choice. Uh, you know they have to they they are servants and they have to serve instead of like i don't know they're art they're you know ai right artificial yeah, intelligence no, they're yeah, their yeah. their own beings it, even though they are like you know cybernetic synapses kind of thing so but maybe that turns uh, into I, philosophy de- debates of what I, like, are they truly sentient you know <laughs> Hey, so I got a I got a Star Wars question. Doesn't doesn't R two D two have the ability to make electric bolts of lightning himself? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I guess they weren't going to let him do that in the cartoon either. Probably would have been too much, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, huh? Yeah, R two being able to like electrically defend himself. I mean, he does it in the A, a New Hope, right? Too many quests. Or, or plot wise, maybe it was the second one. Where he zaps, I don't know. It isn't he, until yeah. Return of the Jedi. Okay, it isn't until they're messing around with the Ewoks that this Ewok gets a little too friendly and he zaps him in the butt. Or no, 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 Ewok's it was like, like a hey, goblin. We're not eat you it was anymore. like a little bitty goblin messing he, around oh, with him. Oh, you're right. He does it. Well, he does it twice in Return of the Jedi. Just salacious crumb. J- Jabba's <laughs> that <laughs> the only Muppet as a kid I ever wanted to hurt. Like I wanted to, <laughs> like I wanted to punch that thing. I, I wanted to hurt. I never wanted to hurt a small animal before. I wanted to hurt right. that, whatever that yippy little <clears throat> next to Jabba was. <laughs> no, R2 zaps that and an Ewok after they're like, okay, we're not going to eat you. Your buddy can float. We're friends now. Right. And they let him go. Everyone else is like, okay, we're, we're okay with it. But the only one holding a grudge is R2-D2. You know, that, zaps, that, that's, zaps the Ewok one, okay. that's the one Muppet that could have been made by Jim Henson. Right, the little <laughs> that yes. one. I That's mean, you know, you he know. Had the look, he had he totally the look. had the look. Everything else was Frank Oz, but mm. and uh, oh, I feel like a dick. And the other guy, um, it was really the other. It was uh, not Stuart Freeborn, though he would have been one of them. Phil Tippett, Phil Tippett. The other thing that didn't look like Phil Tippett, Frank Oz, that other guy I mentioned, yeah. I'm going to cut all that out, but I'm agreeing with you like a thousand percent, Kavika. A thousand percent. Yes, that totally. That's like, bam, dude, right there. Good observation. That totally looked like Jim Henson. 
Like some Jim Henson bullshit, like Rizzo the Rat. Fucking, it's like, hey, you know, we shit in our pizzas, right? <laughs> uh, well, he's a dastardly sorry, little dude, right? He, he's, he's a dastardly little dude. <laughs> a dastardly little dude. Hello. Have you ever wondered how much Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster sold Superman's rights to DC for? Or which uh, popular football star was Sam Wilson the Falcon's physical appearance based on? You can find all that and more at the History of Comics podcast, a podcast dedicated to the creators, events, history, and the companies that made the great comic book medium. Hosted and created by your friendly neighborhood, J.T. Wheatley. Please give it a listen at iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, and all our podcasting platforms. Thank you, and go ahead and enjoy yourself a good comic book. Look, whatever. You've already been warned. I have no more fucks to give regarding your questionable life choices. Your turn to be Sean Evans. All right, let's do this. Are you ready, friend? Oh, this is the truth card. All right. Sometimes while fighting, we say things we shouldn't. What's something you said to a friend or family member you wish you could take back? That's private, dude. I don't want to know that shit. <laughs> What's something you wish you could take back, dude? Something, something, uh, something shitty you said. Fuck. Are you willing to go on the record with? That, that, I mean, you know this show is already cataloged with the Library of Congress. I mean, fuck Spotify. It's <laughs> a good question, because I don't get into that many arguments, and I'm usually pretty controlled when it comes to you know not saying shit i don't mean or some shit like that it was that night you were fucking making fun of my weight like all night (laughs) 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 no you're one of the nicest people i know and now i get to suffer that's right because i think no answer is also just as good as not giving an answer yeah yeah so even if you literally cannot produce an answer that's right that's right you gotta be careful it's more drippy than uh You'd think. I mean, I'm fine with one drop. I mean, I had two drops, but I'm fine with one drop. That's all you want to do. See, that's how honest this guy is. He's not even giving it a peer pressure, asshole. (laughs) All right, here we go. Sexy Thor taking a bite. Two million plus Scovilles. You got to chew into the mic, dude. Give him that ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing, booby? Will sexy Thor survive this mouthful of liquid hate? Will lightning lad keep producing the podcast equivalent of scat porn and calling it art? Find out as we cross over to the Ring of Thunder podcast for part two of Thunder Dabs. So Mark, what are your final thoughts on this droid Z-Walks business? First of all, I like to thank Beth and Kavika for coming on the best Saturdays of our lives and crossing over Thunder Talk, even though I'm on that show too. I just love crossovers. That's a whole separate subject. But anyway, yeah. I love the fact that <laughs> Kavika and Beth brought truly Saturday morning memories to the conversation. Authentic Saturday morning memories that just made this conversation have so much meat and potatoes. and. I'm glad Ron pulled me in to start watching. Uh oh. What were we watching? Oh, yeah. Star Wars droids. Droids. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> okay, okay, okay. True confession, right? Like, I am a sort of casual Star Wars fan. And I think I probably wouldn't know yeah. much about it if if my partner and my co-host didn't talk about Star Wars a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so having that, it's in our my fault, life is what you're me. saying. Yeah, real, yeah, real, that's real right. Passive aggressive there, Mark. Real <laughs> passive aggressive. <laughs> Actually, I had the notes right in front of me, and I just got a little a little mixed up. Anyway, um, <laughs> also I love the fact that. It adds to the Star Wars universe. Yeah. You know, again, yeah. it's sort of, yeah. well, listen, okay, hold on, hold on, hear me yeah. out, hear me out, okay. hear me out. Okay. <laughs> so, in, in the sense that it reminds me a lot of like when the Star Trek animated series came out, and even though it won an Emmy for the franchise, it still was not getting a lot of love. And yeah. that took um, almost 40 years for people to freaking recognize that that cartoon is awesome. And so I kind of see some similarities with Star Wars droids and Ewoks. See, I do remember the title. <laughs> and maybe one okay, day. Well, we can fight about that in another episode because I totally disagree. Yeah, yeah, another time. Another. Okay. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> but that, that's, that's my takeaway. <laughs> so there, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I have to pee again and it almost hurts again. Oh. Yeah, anything else you want to say about the Ewoks or droids as a as as a, as a thing? Wheatley? My memory of droids as a kid is bad. My memory of Ewoks is better, but it's one of those things I'm realizing. Like, I had a friend who mentioned he rewatched the He Man uh, live action movie. Okay. As an adult, I go, like, right. as a kid, I remember loving that. I don't want to revisit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, where are you from, dude? What, what are you all about on the internet? Uh, I'm a History of Comics podcast. You can uh, check out my podcast on all your podcasting platforms Apple, Spreaker, Stitcher, and so forth. I also have a Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. So, yeah, please give me a like, listen, and subscribe. History of Comics, everybody. Uh, listen to Wheatley uh, talk about the classics. And hopefully I'm about to, like, I recorded my eighth episode, have one, a, a ninth script ready to go. I'm on the, I'm scripting my tenth right now. So we should be, you know, very soon, hopefully. You like to get a lot in the can. You like to get, get ahead of ahead of the curve. Get ten in the can. Yeah. That way at least have, at least they'll have a nice uh, listening buffer and uh, gives me a little working time. And that way, if when it does get released, my listeners uh, ideally will be like, well, I had something to listen to this time. Keeping the seat warm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, hey, everybody, uh, on a biweekly basis, we're going to be releasing History Comic Books back episodes in their entirety, but titling them like some Thunder Talk shit so we can so we can keep the seat warm. They'll be in the two-pack in the bargain bin. At the... Two-pack, yeah, we're going to run you and Ring of Thunder. Uh, <laughs> all the old episodes back to back. Yeah. Tuesdays and Thursdays, everyone. All right. So is that it? Are, are we done with this episode? Uh, I think that's it. Well, where can we find you, Beth? Um, get on Twitter and find me at Oklahoma. And the next time I stream on Twitch, that information will be right there on the tweet line. The tweet line? Yes. Well, you can find me, too, on the Twitters. Yes. Where? Uh, Katie Say Rambles On. So that's at KTSEA Rambles On. Yeah, just find me. I am eloquent and um 
brief, I guess. <laughs> I yeah. He, I mean, I don't know. I'm. It is K to say rambles on. Yeah. And actually what's funny is I don't ramble that much on Twitter. Not these days. Not these days. I used to ramble a whole bunch more. Maybe, maybe you should start. So what about you, Dan? Where can we find you? I forgot my personal Twitter like password. So if you're doing like a Dan Clink, and I know a lot of good people are, you might you're wasting your time right now because I don't remember how to log into that. And and I guess I've also just haven't been doing Twitter at all. But Thunder Talk is on Twitter. Is that is that the only place we can find you, Dan? Um, Instagram. <laughs> it's at it's at Thunder Talk Pod. <laughs> are, are you sure? Yeah. The, the, well, the Thunder, the Thunder Faithful. Faithful Facebook Thunder group. Faithful. Join Faithful it. Facebook come hang group. out. Get in there. Make some jokes with us. Post some memes. We're just there to have a good time. And the group, the group isn't. It's for you guys. It's for all of us to be able to just hang out and be nerds together. If you talk to us, we'll talk to you. Like probably. Good one, Dan. All right, Adam, Sexy Thor. Where can we find you? You can find Yeel Sexy Thor at Ring of Thunder, the podcast slash YouTube slash multimedia sensation about pro wrestling, which is pretty much Sexy Thor having a Thunderverse-style talkings about concerning wrestling. And, of course, in the style of Thunder Talk, I'll probably go off on a tangent on God knows what else, but the point is, comma, wrestling. Add a little bit of uh, vision-sized paprika and uh, maybe some really hot peppers and you've got a must-see, must-listen, must-experience show. Oh my goodness. And also, speaking of peppers, round two of Lightning Lad and I playing the Truth or Dab game uh, will be coming in the next Ring of Thunder, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> We shall see. Stay spicy, Thunderverse. <laughs> Looking forward to the next one. And what about you, Mark? Where can we find you? If you are interested in getting a copy of my book, you can reach me at the Best Saturdays of Our Lives website. You'll get a signed copy, and I will also throw in a magnet and sticker. And uh, let's see, where else can I be reached? Uh, on Twitter, I could be reached at Mark McTeesoul, M-A-R-K-M-C-T-B-S-O-O-L. On Facebook, just Mark McRae. We need to do more crossovers, I say, with Thunder Talk and Best Saturdays. Um, a lot of fun. Have a great night and see you next time. Well, thanks again, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful evening. Have a wonderful tomorrow. And we'll see you right here next time. And stay too sweet. Thunder Talk is a production of the Weirdos Workshop. Starring Ven Perp, John Rasmussen, intro by C. Allen, Kavika Allo, J.T. Wheatley, Mark McRae, Beth Allo, Adam Wedston, and Dan Klink. If you want to find us on social media, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ThunderTalkPod. Our email address is ThunderTalkPodcast at gmail.com. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud.
This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.